So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. (laughs) This is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. Oh my gosh. And we have arrived to episode 24, which means this is the conclusion of season two of Sister Sister, the podcast. Bitch, we're just like flying through this like this. (laughs) I can't believe it. We do. I remember, you know, it all starts like that. You guys, it starts with an idea. It starts with uh, brainstorming, putting your thoughts on paper, and then execution. And I think here sometimes we are. people are afraid of their own ideas because they feel too great or too grand. I, you know what? Thank God that's never been the problem for me. I've, I, you know, where do we get that, Susie? The thinking big. It's a quality that I think I kind of like was born with that. But I, I feel like in our family, we are not afraid to think big and go big. We were always taught to go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. You pick yourself up and you dust yourself off again. Yeah. Um, And I think that um, and I've heard other people talk about this, too. If you have parents that are immigrants, like if they work their ass off to come to this country to provide a better life for you, the very fucking least you can do is thank them by turning their dream into your reality. Yeah. And by wanting to be better than your parents, not because your parents aren't good enough, but they want you to be better than them. Yeah. But then you hear these crazy ass stories because, you know, we hear here at Sister Sister, the podcast, we hear um, every story you could think of, you know, where it's like there's moms that don't want their daughters to be better than them, them because they're they're in competition with their daughter. That is weird. That's right. Have you heard story? Have you ever had any clients? We yours? actually, yes. Sit on the table. That compete with their mothers. The sit on your chairs and say, hey, like my mom is like she literally legit competes with me. Mm-hmm. They even have a show on TLC. Have you heard it? No. What is it called? Oh gosh, it's Ma- Okay, bitch, you don't it's, know the name. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. But it's um it's about super toxic like codependent mother-daughter relationships. Let me Google it. I wonder how right they now. cast these women. And Are you a seem super toxic codependent bitch? <laughs> Submit your resume today. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great. Along with the headshot. <laughs> Why are people drawn to these toxic ass shows like that 90 Day Fiance? I haven't never even watched it, but everybody is so hooked on it. I feel like 90 90 Day Fiance is more like shock value. You know, I mean, listen, I mean, ultimately, oh, my God, there's a fly that's about to land on your food. Are you going to eat that anymore? No. okay, not anymore. Oh, it's called Smothered. You get it? Like Smothered, lowercase s, Mothered. Oh, Smothered. Smothered. So, yeah, basically, it's about really unhealthy closeness relationships between a mother and daughter to the point where I saw a commercial. I haven't seen that show either, but one of the commercials creative showed name. you're going to gross out what them hooking up with they the share same bath water. Oh one my. bathes in the bath first and then the other one gets in after the other one already bathed in that water. But like, what is so, so what, what is the point of that? That's how close they are. Quote unquote. Oh God! Yeah, and, and then um, I've only seen commercials of it, but I've seen where like the mother, what, the young girl has a boyfriend or a fiance or a husband, and the mom's like, "Yeah, right, ain't nobody gonna get 
that close to her. Like I'll make sure of that. You know what? They should make a they should make a show like that for like sons and mothers too, because there's mothers and sons that are that close to That's too. disgusting. How it about is. we just cut that behavior out? Yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea. Well listen, how are you, sissy poo? I'm so good. How's work? Because I know you've been busy as hell. Very busy. Oh I've my gotten gosh. tons of inquiries and I'm not taking new clients at the moment. So. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I just don't have the time. So um yeah. I, I've been referring them out to other people. You have? Yeah, even our friend Sara. Oh my God. She needed to get in. I was like, sorry, girl, I don't got it. Damn. So I well, referred don't her out. Don't ever tell me that because I will, I will threaten you until I get into that seat. <laughs> wow. I will roll up, okay? That's worse than anything. You're okay. just rolling up. Yeah. Escandalosa. So uh, we're going to start off with our rant of the week or a highlight of the week. What are, we, what are you starting with, Susie? Oh Susie? my a gosh. Or I a have a, the most saddest story story in the history of stories with when it comes to what you my rant my rant okay go are we gonna get sad no what so the good news is let's start with the good news okay i found my engagement ring i know i got my engagement ring fixed so i'm not missing a stone anymore okay and it's nice and it's shiny and i'm wearing it again the bad news is i accidentally threw away my wedding band how do you accidentally throw away your wedding? <gasps> how band? do I do that? I was, I couldn't believe myself. And how do you know you threw it away? You because put, you this is what happened. your steps? Yes, this is what happened. We, it was last Monday. It was our anniversary weekend. So Monday, Mel had made plans to go to Palm Springs for lunch. So I was like, okay. But he was like, before we do that, grab your rings. We're going to go get them fixed. Got it. So he had found a jeweler in Riverside that we were going to just drop it off and then pick it Take up. Take off way to back. San Diego. Yeah. So we get there. Well, the jeweler was, didn't work Mondays or Thursdays. So we didn't leave it there because we didn't want to just leave the ring there, you know, with an employee. So Mel was like, okay, well, we'll come back another day. Took the ring with me, both my engagement ring and my wedding band, and I put them in my glove compartment. Okay. okay. That's a safe place. It is. So in the front seat that day, though, I had an empty Target bag that I was using for trash. Okay. I never opened the glove compartment again. Okay, you follow me? So why is your ring not there? Exactly. So when I was leaving to work on Thursday or Friday, I don't remember, Mel said, um, hey, remember to take the rings out of the glove compartment, leave them on the counter so I can go get your ring fixed. Your ring's fixed. I was like, okay. So I go, I'm confident as hell, right? Because I know I haven't touched them again. Open it, only my engagement ring is there. I was like, I was so late to work. I Turned my whole car upside down. So I called Mel and I was like, babe, I can't find it. I thought he was playing a joke on me. Really? I was like, I can't find my wedding band. And he was so calm about it. That's why I was like, oh, he must be playing a joke on me, you know? So he was like, all right, that's fine. He's like, I'll just come to the shop and I'll look through the car myself. I'll I'll find it. You just probably didn't see it. He came and he didn't find it. And then Maria. So how did your ring end up from your glove compartment? It must have slipped out into the bag before I closed it. You know, oh my God, nowhere in the car. It, it was it must have slipped into the bag and then I just threw it all the way because it's nowhere well, usually, in the car. You should you should go take your car to get car washed because usually when you take your car to the get to get car washed, shit pops up out of the left and right. You're like, God, well, my been, car is I've very clean for that for like months. My car is super clean because it gets not mine once a week. Mal takes it to the shop once a week for me to get cleaned and waxed or whatever. I don't know. He does it. So, but Maria looked through it, and Nicole looked through it, I looked through it, and Mel looked through it, and my ring is nowhere to be found. 
Damn. So now I don't have a wedding band. I only have an engagement ring. I'm so, halfway there, sister. So you're gonna you're gonna have to make your husband go spend money on a whole new <gasps> wedding band. Can we edit this out of the show? Because no. that's exactly you, you, you know, you might as well renew your vows when you do that. Well, that's a good idea. I want to do a vow renewal in five years, but I don't want to be three more years without a wedding band. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, wedding band or not, you know you're married in your mind. That's just like I know, a but it just symbolic. looks so cute when Maria doesn't wear a wedding band and she's yeah. been married for 10 plus years. That's what I'm saying. And Lori at work doesn't wear a wedding band either because she opted for the biggest diamond, the bigger diamond, center diamond versus getting a wedding band. I probably would too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm okay, but I do want a wedding band. Okay. Well, so if there's any jewelers out there that are listening to this, um, I need a wedding band. Thank yeah. You. you know what? I actually have a jeweler connect that you probably would get a hell of a good price. I'm serious. I'll let you know off the air. Okay. So my rant of the week is um, shout outs to all the criticones. So I went to go get some Botox with uh, Dr. Boris's office. Boris. Uh, Boris. We love our cosmetic surgeon. And, you know, People it's, had something to say. I don't even understand. I'm like, okay, by this time, y'all should know that I'm fucking real when it comes to Susie and I, we talk about our shit. We always show you when we're at Boris Cosmetic, they're numbing our forehead. We get lip fillers. We get Botox. We both have gotten cosmetic I get lip fillers. Done. I get cheek fillers. I get Botox. I get my under eyes filled. Like When people say, oh my gosh, you don't look 43. Hello? Bitch, that's the point. <laughs> I don't want to look 43. But I just don't understand. Um, I, and I, I went on Snapchat because it's like the moment I start getting my my procedures done, all like I love Snapchat. So I like to read a lot of my DMs that I get. And it's just like, oh, I knew it wasn't just those probiotics and the greens that you drink and the sea moss and all your supplements. Because I do drink my supplements and everybody knows that I drink my supplements. And but so do you. you can, we you, all do. just stop right there. The ignorance in their response it's probiotic yeah, works for your gut. <laughs> your intestines are not wrapped around your fucking face. So <laughs> Botox in your forehead isn't the same purpose as probiotics for your gut. But it's just es like stupidos. somebody has like and it's always coming from most most of the time the comments are coming from women. Um, I, 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 sometimes I can't even determine if like the username is a, is a male or a female. But pero qué te importa? Exactamente. Is my point. Hey, you know what else makes your uh, makes you look prettier? Not being bitter, <laughs> being happy. Yeah. And so, and so I was talking about that. I said, look, you guys, I've always been transparent on what I get done. You know, I like to show my procedures so y'all can see that I get Botox. And if you guys want to get it, you guys can see that it's not that painful. And I talk to the camera. I talk to my people. And um, this girl, I said, you know, the people that are hating on me are low key haters low-key high-key haters right and this girl wrote to me telling me that that's called dry hating i guess it's like a term when you're like it's called dry hating like you're like trying not to but you're like low-key doing it and i was like okay since since, since when it might be in the urban dictionary but i'm like let's look that up dry hating dry hating dry hating. What dry hating is <laughs> <laughs> Drink too much, I'm on Australian. Yeah, but you know that's my that's my um my my rant is like listen, Dry you guys, if you if you see somebody living their best life, doing things that they want to do, living life by their terms. There's actually a song called "Dry Hate" by Future. I think that's where it comes oh, from. Future of the left. I never even heard that person. I, I guess it's called dry hating, and okay, so it's people that are like what dry is, hating in Urban Dictionary. Disliking or overlooking anything or person without having much knowledge 
See? about said thing or person. Ooh, they were straight dry hating. That's what I'm saying. Somebody told me that term is called dry hating. And so I guess it's true. And I'm just like, because it, it's, it it's blows my mind. It blows my mind because that's like, you don't like somebody when they're too honest. And then you don't like somebody when they don't go out and talk about their procedures when you know that their whole face is like procedured out. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was talking about like, I know personal trainers that swear that their entire ass is squats. And I'm like, bitch, you got your ass done. Like that to me is fraud. Yeah. When you're going to sit there and tell your clients like, okay, girl, we need today's squat day and you're squat and you're making your clients squat when you know damn well that that's a Brazilian butt lift. Like, yeah, that's, that's a fraud. fraud. But either way, que te importa? Que te importa? Oh my like, God. I just should I say it a little slower. Should I say it in English? Yeah, say it in English. What do you care? <laughs> say it because in Spanish. It doesn't affect your life what goes into my face. And if I want to take every goddamn supplement in the world, and in addition to that, I want to use every lucrative uh, hair product in my hair or skin cream on my skin, and in addition to that, get Botox or fillers or whatever I want in my face, and it doesn't cost you a cent, I'm not on welfare. Yeah. Bitch, keep, keep, keep it pushing. Unfriend me, dislike me. Like, we don't have to be virtual friends. If yeah, you don't, we don't like what it is that that I'm doing. So what is I still am going to do what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And you just got your feathers all worked up for what, bitch, for us. Now we're talking about you <laughs> <laughs> on Sister Sister the podcast. Exactly. You're welcome. Oh, my God. So that's my rat of the day. I'm just like, listen, vive y deja vivir. Live and let live. That's the tattoo that I have on my shoulder. Just live and let live. If If it's not affecting you directly, shut the fuck up. But what did we talk about a few episodes back? Gossip. Gossip. People have their face in their phone, stressing and sweating what other people are doing so, so much that they forget to do their own life. Yeah, seriously. Anyways. Get triste. Well, on to what we were going to talk about. Um, I met somebody that has, that, has, that has my attention. <laughs> A little too much. I met somebody that has no my- such thing, but don't get distracted, bitch, because I'm gonna shake you. No, 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 no. But I, you know, like shaky bitch. Right shake. now, it's like right now, it's like it's like that excitement phase of like, ooh, like <sighs> I met somebody. Like it's been a minute, Susie. Well, well, last year somebody had my attention, and I he I, was a fraud. I thought I had it right, but this motherfucker. But you know what? I've come to the conclusion that the person that had my attention last year, what I had with him was like a real physical attraction. That's really what started our three month relationship was a a strong physical attraction. This person that I met, it's like a more like a spiritual, emotional attraction. And then when we saw each other, it was like, whoa, like we were attracted to each other too. So I don't know. I'm just, I just wanted to put he it sounds out like there. A cool guy. I'm not putting it we'll out see. there. I'm not like, I'm going to be the getting my hopes up too, too much, but I'm just saying that it feels good. I'm bringing um, index cards full of <laughs> interview questions. <laughs> it feels good. And I'm excited. It feels good. I'm excited. And you know what? Speaking of that, um, I want to talk about something that I came across that it talks about um, the psychological benefits of prayer. What science says about the mind soul connection, because what I've been praying for lately when it, cause you know, I, I've been very open about this. Like I want to be married. I want to have a family, you know, and I don't want to have babies until I'm married. That reminds me, we have an email to read about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so lately what I have been praying to God for is God, 
Send me what I want, not what I need. Because what I need isn't always necessarily the best choices. That's that that goes for all of us. Yeah. What we think we need or what we think we want isn't what is best for us. So we resist it. Yes. And so I've really been in like a space of openness with God. Like, okay, bring me what I want not what I need, even if it doesn't look exactly like what I I need, bring me what I need, not what I want, even if it doesn't look exactly how I think it needs to look, but bring me what I need. Right. And so it brings me to this article that I came across that I'm just like the power, the psychological benefit of prayer, right? Um, People who believe strongly in God report a better quality of life than people who do not believe in God. I believe it. You know, and I was just like, okay. And um, it it was saying previous studies have associated prayer with a sense of calmness, peace, encouragement, or social support. But what about the people that feel or they pray to a very judgmental God? Because you know there's those people too. Oh. That they can't do a dang thing because it's going to be so unpleasing to God because God's going to strike them down and, and render them like... I feel like I feel like that has a lot to do with like the religion you're part of, because growing up and we were both witnesses to this, like growing up, we felt like God was judgmental. Yeah, we were taught to fear God. If we did something wrong, what what might what would my dad and my mom tell us? What would my mom and my dad tell us? Dios te va a oh, Dios. First of all, they call Dios Papachus. Remember? Mm-hmm. Papachus acaba de abrir el libro. Oh, yeah, Grande. the book of life. <laughs> y acaba, él, él está escribiendo todas las cosas that you're doing wrong. And, like, we always felt God was a judgmental God. Yeah. And we, remember that picture my parents had in the, that big, huge picture. And it I looked think like my God, dad still has it. He does. And it looks like the corona is, like, real blood. Yeah, and then everywhere you went, the eyes followed you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's a Latino household like, I but think that thing was life size. It was. It was, like, huge. Dude, I think my dad still has that. In the TV room. <laughs> Oh, I don't feel God. so judged by that picture anymore, but dang. Yeah, so so it was saying here, you know, they're not quite aware of the psychological experiences that are intimately associated with important psychological processes, including immune system function. Um, to the extent that prayer can impact those psychological processes, we have potentially naturalistic explanations for how prayer could impact health. But, you know, to me, I feel like prayer, prayer and meditation have a lot in common. Because you're literally like silencing your mind to try to hear what the message is from like whatever you believe in, which in our case, it's it's God. For some people, it could be Buddha. For some people, it could be Allah. For some people, it could be the universe. You know, like sometimes I think when people quote the universe, I'm like, well, God created the universe. So but they're like, oh, no, I'm just like the universe is taking care of it. And I'm like, okay, like I understand that. But like who created the universe? You know what I mean? I just feel like that's a whole other conversation. That's like a whole. I, I just feel like that's keeping it. That's a nice way of keeping it neutral to not have people like eat you up because some people are very resistant to. I feel like more people are resistant to religion than God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel religion like religion is man made. I feel like religion really fucks everything up. And I think that's where the judgmental shit comes from is like, oh, my God. The other day, yeah. the other day I was um, I was doing. Uh, Snapchat and I realized that I had like a little passion mark on my neck right and this woman 
and I said something about like my following Snapchat. I was like thanking God for such a beautiful morning, or I don't know what I was saying. And this lady was like, "You can't use God's name and and sexual in sexual sin in the same sentence, Roxy. Like you're an example, and people are." And I was like, "Bitch, like." How about I can't. that? How about that for my sentence? I can't with this judgmental like, and and you could tell this chick is like, for how does she know she didn't? You didn't bring your neck with the no because I because I said it was a passion mark. I was like, I literally think I see a passion mark on my neck. I I don't give a fuck. Like it is what it is. You've never gotten one. And anyways, it's between that's between you and God. Exactly the same thing when it comes with, um, like being pro life, pro choice. People are so afraid to take a stance on either side you know and when i see people like donald trump talk about pro-life please i will bet you my whole livelihood that he has had one or more women have an abortion in oh, his lifetime I, I, but I now put money he's on up there too. because he wants to talk and reach and um touch the evangelicals of his of base that he wants to act like he's this hyper christian and people swallow it yeah they whole yeah they do get out of here but the same thing with with, like i was saying pro-life pro-choice i'm pro-choice i will i would never tell a woman what to do with herself me with her life with her uh, or the creation of life i wouldn't i don't know your circumstances i don't know your psychological um trauma that this is i don't know so why who am i to judge you and to tell you what to do so therefore i am pro-choice people that are pro that are like christian most of the time they're pro-life because they feel that immediately when the baby is um, inseminated or when the egg is inseminated that boom that becomes a life that becomes a life and maybe that is the case but any at the end of the day that's between you and god yeah not between me and god you know and and what i'm just adding up to your burden by being judgmental to you yeah you know like that's not my place so yeah, la gente, man, you you have a, a, a like a tribe of chismosas. I have, I have a lot of people that support me. Even but, but I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm so open with a lot of the things that I say and I don't give a fuck what you think about me that people really feel this like this uh this vibe that like, oh well, you know, she's cool. I could just tell her that. and I'm like, no, I didn't even ask for your opinion. Like, I really didn't. <laughs> um, and I don't give my opinion on people's things. I just share stories based on my own experience. But I'm not telling you what to do, what not opinion. to do. I just tell you, look, like the other day I did a Snapchat and I was like, you don't beg for love. If you're a queen, you don't beg for love. And it was based. Don't tell me of- somebody has something negative to say about that. Oh, no, 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 no. I, it, but but I'm not. I, I was just like, that was based off of a woman that wrote to me telling me that she feels pathetic because she basically was begging this guy to be with her because he wanted to break up or he did break up with her. And she was like, and I know I got to be strong for me and my daughter, but I was, I caught myself like begging this guy to not leave me. And so what I told this woman is, what would you tell your daughter? Ooh, good one. And she goes to not put up with his shit. And, da, 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 da. and I said, well, everything you would tell your daughter, practice it yourself because you're over here crying over some bullshit. You're like crying over spilled milk. Like well, we, we don't beg. Imagine being like, love me. No. Treasure me. I am worthy. I could never like your your self esteem has to be. I don't even beg to have the trash taken out. Okay. Yeah, I'll say it once. Like, but imagine to go out. But nobody listens to me. I take that bitch out myself. But imagine how low your self esteem has to be to beg somebody to love you. The the what would be your advice to a woman that in a situation like that, Susie? The same exact thing. You don't beg for love. You act like a queen. But the good thing is that she came to the realization. 
of what she was doing. Yeah. And hopefully, hum- sometimes you have to hit the most rock bottom, you know? And hopefully the humiliation in itself and that will bring her to start making changes or to start strengthening her, her what is that? Her self-esteem. Her self-esteem. Well, you she know? told me she enrolled in therapy and I said, hey, that's a great, that's a great move. It's a great move. Yeah, but you have to be open to receive and do what the therapist is going to suggest. Because you don't go to therapy just to bitch and whine and complain about your partner or about what's wrong in life. You go to therapy to talk it out and then you have action points that action you have plan. to go and execute, you know? Uh-huh. Anyways, I hope I really wish anybody out there that's listening to the podcast right now, sister, sister, the podcast, do not beg for love. Do not beg to be valued. Do not beg for some man to pay attention to you. Listen, si él no te quiere pelar, there's like 20 pelados that will pelar you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't The beg. world is so big. Why do we get caught, stuck on stupid on one person? That's my thought, Especially too. the one that doesn't want you. Why? I don't understand that philosophy. Or it's like, the world is so big. Why would you ever go have sex with like your friend's husband? Or yeah. your sister's husband. It's like the world is so big. Like that's who you got to focus on knowing that there's millions of men. Go on all Like literally game. there's millions of people. Jeez. Millions. Millions. Fuck. And then the, the point people forget too is like our kids are watching. Yeah. Our kids are watching everything that we say and do. So what are the odds? The odds are that her daughter is going to grow up. If she doesn't co- rectify her behavior, her daughter is going to grow up and do the same thing. And beg for love. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. I know that's not what she wants, but that's what she's perpetuating if she doesn't correct her own behavior, you know, because yeah. kids, us humans, we do what we see. So, girl, check yourself before you wreck yourself. OK, mm-hmm. it's better to be sola que mal acompañada begging for love, honey. We do not do that. We operate like queens and queens know their value. OK, listen, coming back, we're going to get into an email that we got. It's a, it's pretty juicy. Um, we're also going to go over some of these podcast reviews that you guys have been leaving us on Apple Podcasts because, man, we we really appreciate like the the guys. We're killing it. We're killing it. We have over 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts. I want to say I know we I, have, read them. I read them. Yeah, all. we have 507 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. All five star. All five star. And I'm like, man, the love is so real. And, and we're so, so thankful. So coming back, we're reading the email of the week. You're listening to Sister, Sister, the podcast. All right. All righty. The email of the week. It's going to be good. Watch out before your white claw falls. <laughs> we're sipping on a little something, something today. Okay. So I love email of the week just because we really get women that are like pouring their hearts out. We don't burn who's writing to us. But it definitely shares a perspective like, you know what? There's people going going through some shit, you know? And usually the shit that we're going through is in our head. Exactly. <laughs> but it's therapeutical to let it out. Yeah. And then maybe when you send it to us and you hear our perspective, it just is going to give you a whole different side of the situation that maybe on your own, you wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, know? absolutely. So anyways, this one, um, this is interesting. Okay, she says, Hello, ladies. First, I wanted to say thank you for giving me something to look forward to every Wednesday. You're welcome. I have changed the way I see things and the way I live my own life without worrying about what other people may think or see me as. My question to you girls is that I have been divorced for almost two years now and I have 
a little boy that is five years old. Since this last December, I have given myself time to heal and what I want in a relationship and what I really want for myself in my next chapter. Ooh, that sounds like me. Okay. Recently met a guy that is 30 years old. I am 31 and has his own career and his own house, but he wants to settle down and be married in the next year. And he wants kids. Unfortunately, I don't wish to have any more kids because of my traumatic divorce. And I did everything when my son was born. He is a really nice man, but I know in my heart that I am not ready to settle down and have more kids. I don't want to lose something good. What advice would you give me or anyone going through this? Thank you. Damn. You know what? I want to hear your perspective. You know, I think my perspective is going to be harsh. my, My perspective is is she sounds like okay i love that she's taking time just say it no i love that she's taking time to rediscover it sounds it, you know it reminds me of me that's really important she's healed i see but and i and i what i'm I, gonna differ in your no opinion. no but what i what i'm saying what i want to say is she sounds selfish in a way because in a way i, I actually when you when i you know in the dating space i actually was talking to somebody for a while that's been my friend for a minute you know that i kind of always knew like if I wanted to pursue it and he wanted to pursue it, we could actually have like a solid relationship because he does great for himself, you know, and he's a great dude. But he told me straight up one day he has three kids, but that didn't even matter because I'm like, I know the kind of relationship that we can have. Right. But he and, and so he goes, what would you what would be like a deal breaker in your relationship if you were to get with somebody? What would be a deal breaker? I said, if the man no longer wants to have kids, that would be a deal breaker for me because I want kids. Right. Even if you have kids already. And he said, I got to be 100 with you. Like, I don't want no more kids because I don't believe in having like another baby mama. You know, he had been, mm-hmm. he, you know, like another because the his ex-wife is the one who we had three kids from. Yeah. Right. I agree with that theory. And so that, he told me that. straight up, I would be wasting your time. That is if so- I let you linger around because you're a good woman. And she's saying that that guy is a exactly. good woman, a good man. That's very commendable of him. And and you, and that's exactly what I told him. I said, you know what? I and we're still friends. To He's this not day. a clown. I actually met his his new girl just not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I told him, I said, you know what? Like I my respect level for you was already high. But the simple fact that you love and respect me enough to not waste my time makes me respect you more. And it makes me forever want to have friendship with you because because he didn't waste my time. And so I feel like this girl is selfish. She needs to tell this guy straight up. She says I she said it in the email. I know in my heart. Yes. That I don't want to have any more kids because of the trauma that I went to. So I think the only reason she doesn't want to have kids because not that she doesn't want more kids than her five year old, but she's traumatized she hasn't healed from it hey, that's my point so i start to dissect things as soon as i'm reading them like my brain can think simultaneously so the minute i i understand she's been divorced for two years now however she's only been on her healing journey since december that's only six months yeah okay yeah that's only six months and she doesn't say when she met him but it has to be within the last six months you're fooling nobody if you're telling me that you've done all the healing that you need to do in six months no you don't no you've been single for two if you have a five-year-old you haven't been you've been single in the sense that you're not with that man but you're not without that man because you're raising a child with that man and you only have been healing for six months on your journey right yeah so you're not healed enough 
you're not courageous enough because when you're healed enough, you are courageous enough to say what you need to say. Yeah. You would tell this person, listen, man, maybe in a different time, this could have worked. Different lifetime. But where I am in my life because of my journey and the things that I've been through, I really don't want to have more kids. You know, and I think you're amazing and I think you're dope, but I'm going to go ahead and move on so that you can go find that woman that, that wants be to that give you for kids. you. That's what you do when you find a dope person. If you're a healed person. Yeah. Her, her wanting to hold on selfishly to him. That's her trauma speaking. That's her need. And she speaking. said it though. I mean, it's admir and I, and I know she's going to be listening to the podcast because she wrote into the podcast. So mm -hmm. I love the fact that she can actually see like from my trauma, from my traumatic last relationship. Like if you know you've gone through some trauma and but and I do love that she's you know, like it's like, are you really healed? And you, you know, like you've only healed just a little bit and you're already in a whole new situation. Like you're I, not healed. six. Months I could in. really tell you, like, I've been by myself for almost two and a half years. Like, did I have a little situation that I was marinating on for three months? Yeah. But like I wasn't on this like deep hole in rooted living together no, like I've taken time to like be by myself, which is I'm so proud of me. I'm so proud of you, I'm too. I'm so proud of me. Like, I never thought I could do this. That's why God sent you the right man. Yeah. And so maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll but this girl needs to heal like you. You you need to not waste it. You, you need to talk to him the way my boy talked to me because you respect that man. Who wants to their and time wasting wasted. your own time, too? Like devil, people are so consumed with not being alone, right? That they would rather just continually step into these fucked up situations and put themselves and, and compromise and put themselves in compromising situations. Now, who knows how long you've been leading this guy on to think that maybe he could build something with you when in reality, you know that that's not what you want. Yeah. Now you have to have that really uncomfortable situation and apologize the conversation right and apologize to him for not being upfront from the beginning. Yeah. You know, and that's how you cause trauma in other people. Yeah. That's because now he may feel like women are not trustworthy because you had every opportunity to tell him where you were coming from, but you chose not to for yourself own selfish reasons. And you know what? Not only that, I have a couple of boys that are very strict on like not allowing women, just random women to meet their kids. Because at the end of the day, that little boy is your boy. And I am sure that he's probably come around. He's just cariñando con el niño. And your little boys probably likes him too. And then all of a sudden he's going to be gone. Right. That's so traumatic. Like, and you I can see where this guy's that. coming from of not wanting different babies, like different children, parents. You know, yeah, different like, baby daddies. I, I, you didn't want that either for Robert. No, but I wasn't sure at first. But Mel told me what where she's at. Mel was like, I don't want more kids. He straight was straight up. up. I don't want more kids. If that's what you want, then maybe you need like I'm letting you know so that you can go find that person if it's a deal breaker for you. And I said, well, and I don't want to be married immediately. So if you want a wife next year, next two years, like I'm not the one. I don't yeah. want to get married right away. And he was like, I do. OK, OK. Like we both laid it out on the table and we made we made educated decisions based on our own, not together because we weren't that that embedded like with each other. You know, I made an educated decision for myself and my son based on the information Mel gave me and vice versa. Yeah. You know, I, it like she's being a fraud by pretending that 
she wants what he wants because yeah, you she know, doesn't want it. Because she wants to hang on to a good guy. Who doesn't want to hang yeah, on to a good guy? Yeah, that relationship's going to turn toxic Yeah, when he finds out that she let him on or that she liked him. Yeah. So that good guy ain't going to be a good guy anymore. But you know, Because now the, the relationship is going to have a burden. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a good, uh, a smart man will hold on to a good girl as long as he can until that, that, until that smart bitch wakes up to catch on to his game. We can you know always what I mean? outsmart the fellas. Yeah. We're just a little bit But smarter. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, mama, the girl that wrote into us, you sound a little bit selfish. You want a great man, but yet you don't want to give this great man the desires of his heart. And I don't know. My mom always reminds me, shit, it even says in the Bible, like operate from your heart's desires. And if this man's heart's desires is to have a kid and you can't give that to him, say it just like that. The, be- the truth shall set you free, honey. And Hallelujah. It's in all fairness to yourself and your son, heal 100% or at least 90% heal. And also understand that if you let go of a man, because she said this guy's great, the way she described him, I got a good vibe that this guy's amazing. And if you let him go, you may not ever meet a guy like that again. Right. You, but and that's and okay. be okay with that. He, she may not meet a man with the same exact qualities, but she may meet a man that's better suited for her. Yeah. You know, like maybe this dude she's with right now is super fine. And maybe the next guy that comes along isn't quite as fine. But he I've gone I've gone I've gone the super fine route. That's not everything. It's not and plus at the end of the day, looks fade so hard. I've gone the super fine route and that keeps you engaged more like on like a, a like a obsessive like fuck, he's fine type of type of focus. But like is there substance there? Like that, I feel like ultimately the substance is what's really going to be the glue to a relationship. Like, can we talk for hours? Like this new guy that I met the other day, we talked on the phone for five hours. Why did you guys just meet up? Well, because I didn't want to meet him yet. Like, I but five hours and I wasn't bored. I don't have the patience for anybody. No, it was so beautiful. It It was just like five hours and then the night and the next day we talked for four hours and then the next night we talked for four and a half hours and i'm just like damn oh, bro that's like that new that that's, that's that, that that's new, that new new <laughs> yeah that new new relationship hey i love it i love it but listen that girl needs to not be selfish yeah quit being selfish tell him the truth continue to work on yourself girl because if you are basing decisions on a new relationship because of past traumas of old relationships you are not healed yeah period and we hope that our answer to your email has made you realize that you know and it's like sometimes you ask yourself how does an unhealed person attract such a quality person because the way she describes this guy that she met he sounds like a catch he's good to her she sounds like he sounds like a catch from her perspective she's looking at life through unhealed eyes still yeah so it's crazy yeah it's there's a lot I would say continue on your self journey and when the time is right, literally the time is right, all the pieces of the puzzle will fall together. You won't have any conflicting feelings or any confusion of when the right man for your life steps in. I agree. It, it'll be fluid and it'll yeah. be healthy and it'll be effortless. But see, they don't teach us any of this ever, not in school, not at home. And all we continue to do is and you see this everywhere broken people attract broken people you know oh what i mean oh my god yes it's, and, and 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 they raise broken kids yeah 
So it's this, there's a ton of broken people just wandering the world out there looking for somebody to make their life a little bit happier, a little bit brighter, a little bit better. Instead or of those realizing, people that are like, I need somebody to make my life complete. Yeah. There's people that really so believe that. Don't be that broken person. Work on being a whole person. And more and more, we're seeing more people wake up to that and becoming whole on their own. And you will find your other whole person. Yeah. You know, but don't rush it. Two years is not a long time. If it was traumatic and hectic and chaotic and abusive, two years is not a long time of, of a separation between that relationship and a new one. And six months is definitely not a long time to heal. You're barely scratching the surface. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh, God. I remember at six months of my last breakup, I wasn't even trying to be open to anybody to date. I was like... And I, it wasn't even traumatic. And it wasn't even traumatic. The relationship But I itself. just was like, ugh. Like, I don't want nobody around me. I don't want, if anything, I had a booty call here and there. But there was, like, I was not taking anybody serious. And I didn't want anybody to take me serious because I didn't have time for seriousness. Like, I was having serious dialogues with myself. I was crying. Self? I was emotional. I was, I was, so many things were going through me that I, the last thing I wanted to do was bringing somebody into my emotional mess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then they're going to they're going to feel like they got to rescue you. Oh, my God. They want they got to be that. I was talking to my friend the other day when actually this guy that was working at my house, he's kind of like turned into my buddy because I met him through my other buddy. I was about to say he is not your friend. No, no. But he just fucking met him. No, but he's 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 I met him through somebody that I trust and he's been at my house just doing a lot of upgrades. Right. And so we were talking and he's um he was I, I was telling him that. Disney has fucked it up for a lot of us because I've told you that a million yeah, and, times and, and Disney and I, I'm really starting to realize like those Disney fairy tales. I'm going to call Disney and be like, I need to speak to your manager. You know, <laughs> those Disney fairy tales make like it's literally if you look at every single fairy tale in each fairy tale, there's always a Prince Charming that saves the day. It's the prince that woke up Cinderella from her sleep. It's the guy that gave, I mean, that Snow White from her sleep. It's the guy that gave Cinderella the glass heel. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's not in Frozen. What is the What is the Frozen one? What is I, I haven't really. I don't, what is the whole thing? It's about on two sisters. You have to watch it. Let it go. They don't That's have. All I know. They don't have a, a, a prince. knight in shining armor. They're asking their own damn selves. Well, I like Frozen for that reason, but you have to watch all it. these. That's your assignment. Okay. Between now and our next recording, you have to watch Frozen. So it's one Elsa, and two. It's Elsa and it's Elsa. I don't know the sister's names. See? Bitch, but I've watched both of them. Okay. 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 Um, one and two. No, but I'm just saying a lot of women are really on some like Disney shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that goes Me back to I'm that, on Elsa shit. That goes back to a culture of like a lot of women want to be saved, man. Like they're and, and, and it's like you want to be saved. And I think the illusion of being saved sounds good, but there is nothing like making your own chips. There is nothing like being able to get up and go and get your pedicure and get, you know, I can't imagine having to like report in with the man to be like, baby, um, can I go get a pedicure? Like, I'm going to swipe your card. OK, like. It's it's I can't imagine that dependency or may, I don't know maybe the dynamic isn't like that but I, I mean if I think if the only breadwinner in the home is your man I could imagine that there has to be some kind of communication with your partner on where that money is going. I mean I think it depends on the level of money the man's making. I mean I've never like even had a living joint, paycheck to paycheck. Yes, I've but never if even he's had a super joint bank wealthy, account with a man. Not. Have you? I still don't. That's yes, not- I I had a first joint account with my first husband. We had one account. 
but he worked. That's a whole other topic right there. Yeah. Like, should you have a joint bank account when you get married? Joe gets upset with me because he's like, you and Ron are married. My, our brother should, Joe. Yeah. Like, you guys operate as one, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? That doesn't work for us. I have my own account. We have a joint account in case I need to transfer money or vice versa. He needs to transfer money. But... No, what the way our, the way our finances are set up, it works for us. Yeah, and I don't have to share an account for Mel. That's a Mel. great poll question. Do you feel it's important? Okay. Plus, we're both business owners, so it's important to keep our money separate because we also run businesses. So that there's that's an element for us, you know. Yeah. But our, anyhow, I, I whether we shared an account, whether we were business owners or not, I wouldn't share an account with him. And he, I don't even know. This is the honest truth. I have no idea how much money has Mel has in the bank, nor does he know how much money I have in the bank or cash. It's none of his business. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, I, to, I mean, I can't disagree with you on anything when it comes to that. I've never even had a joint account with a man ever. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like. I mean, I remember when I was buying my house, it was the most intrusive, like your, my lender had to tap into my bank account every single, cause of all the fraud that happened yeah. in real estate. Mm -hmm. It's the most, it was the most, like the first time they call you, he's like, hey, I, I need like, you know, your bank statements. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I need to check your bank statements every single month to make sure that this down payment you're giving of $25,000 is in your bank and it's not like leaving or going. And I'm like, I, I, I have a problem with this. He was like, well, this is part of the process. Yeah. Like it and is see, very we, intrusive. We we sit all the time and we talk like okay, we talk finances, but and we have a joint account, but we also have our own account, and I'm comfortable with that, and I'm okay with that, because I make my own money. Yeah, you know, like I don't depend on Mel's money and vice versa. You know, and I think that's just a big. That's part of that's going way deeper into the big picture of being your whole complete person. Yeah, you know, and, and some people won't understand that. And some people will think like, oh, they're not all in because they don't share finances or they don't combine money. But no, bitch, we're all in. Yeah. But I'm complete 100% individual. And I also know what it is to be left hanging dry with nothing. And that will never be my story again. Yeah. You know, and I've made that clear to him and he gets it like he respects it. And that's how I know, for example, Mel works for me. Yeah. That's your person. Yeah. Mel sees all my points where I'm coming from, whether he agrees with them or not, he lets me have them, you know? And, but it didn't happen six months in for my divorce. Six months in for my divorce, bitch, I was a wreck. I don't know if I was up or down, you know? So this girl to say she found somebody dope, she wants to hold on to him like a lifesaver. Yeah. Because that's probably I think that's what she needs right, right now. But that's not what's the most beneficial for her. So if you're listening, let him go and he will come back to you if it's meant for you right but if not somebody else somebody doper somebody perfect for you will come your way yeah and don't, you won't don't be traumatized another human for being a liar and selfish yeah let this guy go find his own happiness and have his own family and his own babies you already did that with somebody else and that somebody else traumatized you and your ass needs to heal okay that's the conclusion to the email of the week Amen. Caso cerrado. Amen. hallelujah <laughs> Okay, so switching. Who gears. even says that? Why do I say that? Oh, because la, 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 it's a it's a show on Telemundo. I don't even watch Telemundo. Caso Cerrado. It's a judge that says Caso Cerrado. Oh, was she the the judge show that was on before all of the Celia Cruz 
episodes. Yeah. Oh, that's why I remember it. I forgot what her name is, but yeah, she says well, she cracks me up. She's like a strong woman. <laughs> so in uh, switching notes real quick here, I don't know if you read um, because you know we all know this whole Black Lives Matter, this all we, all this racism that's has been coming up recently in the United States. It's not recent. It's not recent. Why do people fucking say that? It's not recent, but it's just we were been, built on the backs of slaves. It was. It's definitely coming up more. Like you know, and it's kind of like when you boil People's beans, it. it's like all the cascadas come up to the top. So Walmart has ended its practice of locking up black hair products sold at its stores. Did you hear? I didn't even know. Why the fuck would they do that? Well, they they're saying it's no longer store multicultural cosmetic products. Uh, they're they're no longer storing the store's multicultural cosmetic products and security cases inside its stores. Why was it doing that to begin with? Well, um, were they stereotyping that black people were going to steal the products? Basically, what because happened? Did they lock up the tres flores? Did I'm they lock up sure. the nair for your legs? I think nair is locked up. I know. Okay, this is one of the like. Sometimes it's embarrassing to go to Walmart to get like. What sometimes you need, I've gone to Walmart and I've uh, grabbed like vaginal products. Like I love Summer's Eve to spray my coochie. You know what I mean? You love that shit. You I, know that's not good no, for but you. I don't spray it too much. But once in a while, I like to spray it's my not coochie. Good for you, but you got to spray it from a distance. Douching is not good for you either. You I know don't that. know, but once in a while, once a month, a douche is not bad. It's not. It fucks up your pH. But that's only if you do it like once a week. I know. I've read on pH. Yeah, no, you shouldn't no, douche. There's no problems with my coochie, and you it's, shouldn't use vaginal sprays. Listen, sister, and you shouldn't use shut up like, hand soap because i was i was reading on this sometimes, i use dr bronner's no sometimes okay i was reading this thing and it said like this guy he was going um down on his chin no 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 he was gonna go he was going on a date he went on a date with a girl and then he they went back to her place and then he realized like oh shit like it's gonna get it's gonna like, go down gonna, yeah so he went to the bathroom and he wanted to freshen up right and um <laughs> he do. so he washed his uh, penis he just did like a little quick bird bath on it and he used like the uh, bath and body work scented um hand, uh, hand soap oh my god and so it fucked up her ph balance inside of her and it gave her like a massive yeast infection because all those things they're not meant really for to go inside of us yeah you know i mean summer's eve maybe would, summer's would be a little eve, bit more you, I, i've been using summer's eve for years but you cannot what it fucks it up when you spray it like real close. Like you shouldn't you spray, spray your coochie. Like You're supposed to spray distance. your chonies. I spray my chonies sometimes, and then sometimes I'll spray my coochie from a distance. Listen, but usually it goes on the chonies. You're right. You're better off. First of all, I wear panty liners every fucking day. Congratulations, because <laughs> I can't. Like to me, it's gross to think that like your calzones are touching just your coochie. That's gross. So I wear a panty liner and I change it. I have them at work. I have them at home. The thong panty liners? Yeah. The carefree I, ones? Yeah. And they're my favorite. So because they love keep those you too. clean. And, yeah. Or like if, if you're about to start your period, like it just keeps you fresh because you could just change your panty liner and your calzones never get dirty. So you're supposed to spray like your panty liner, you know? Yeah. Before, not your Kuka. The kuka is once in a while when you just want it to just be extra fresh. Take a shower. You should never. Yeah, you take a shower too. I love, you know what I love to use? I love to use Dr. Bronner's uh, peppermint. Like that shit will have kuka. that all the all over the body. That shit will have your nipples tingling, your vagina tingling. And it's like, it's all fresh ingredients. Dr. Bronner's. That's a body wash? Oh my God, it's the best. It is the best. Got Dr. It. Bronner's, look it up, man. They're amazing. They send me boxes. Back to up. Walmart and they're so, racist yeah. ass. So what happens is uh, there's a video. Um, there's a video 
of that that a woman, a black woman, she went to a store in Mon- Montebello, Colorado. She shared a video on social media showing the different ways that her local Walmart displayed hair care products for blacks and all the other hair care products. Well, in the video, mainstream shampoos and conditioners commonly used by white people are open, are on open shelves, while products designed for black people's hair are stored in locked plastic cases. So that this, is so blatant. So this lady wrote, she put white privilege also extends to hair care products, apparently in Walmart. You know, everything goes viral now. Everything, yeah. everything goes That's viral. That's why I told you the last time, this is a whole different type of civil rights movement because everybody's going to get put on blast. Everybody. And so she put, um, the some, one- some of them are, some of them are logical and makes sense but sometimes a veces se pasan, se pasan, se pasan, of course um and so the woman also said in the video there are black and brown people all over the place the message is clear we don't trust you so that is a clear fucking it message is a clear right there, fucking message but it walmart didn't bring attention to it until it got called out you know what i mean and listen i go to walmart I who sent down that policy i go to walmart i go to target i go to a bunch of retailers but I got to tell you, some of the most embarrassing things is when you do go to a Walmart and you're trying to get personal products like condoms and vaginal products and pregnancy tests. Condoms are not sold openly anymore? They're all behind locked cases and you have to ring a bell, okay? Have you? Well, because you don't go to Walmart. Why is that embarrassing? Because sometimes there's people in the same section as you and bitch, if I'm there incognito buying a pregnancy test or I'm buying something, I don't want you to fucking know that I'm buying that shit. Because go to the if somebody recognizes store. me, I'm like the last, I don't know. Dude, I don't I even just, go to the nanny store. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying like to me, bitch, go to your doctor, make an appointment. Doctor, I think I'm pregnant. I haven't gone to Walmart many times to get a pregnancy test, but you know, in those moments that I have so where I had like tests, a thought, what else is locked Condoms up? Condoms are locked up. I think like just shit that you wouldn't even think that you wouldn't think is locked up with like Monistat 7. Like let's say a bitch is suffering from a yeast infection. Like you have to get all that stuff behind closed, you know, it's behind closed closets. You know what? Because people probably steal it because they, they're embarrassed. Exactly. That's what's happening. Well, they shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, it is what you're it taking is. Care, but- you're having safe sex. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wrap it up. Yeah, but uh, you know what I do love about this whole movement is that a lot of companies are dissecting and and approaching, re-approaching the way they do business. Like, I don't know if you heard Band-Aid. They released new bandages, bandages in different skin colors. I love that. But I'm like, it took this for that to happen? Yes. Like, why? Because, look. This is what I've been, we've been looking back and we've been sitting and we've been talking. Hold on, but hold on. Before you go there, you're going to tell me that when you were a little girl or, or, or whenever you got a boo-boo growing up, right? Or even now when you put a bandaid on, you, when you put on a bandaid, you actually feel like, why isn't there a bandaid in my skin color? That's yes. N- I got that. Not, not me. Not because. I'm just like, give me a bandage to cover this motherfucker up. No. See, I don't. I don't like band-aids. I don't like anything like that. So if I can make it as invisible as possible, I will. Especially because I cut my hands a lot. I cut yeah. my fingers a lot when, I, when I'm when i cutting, if my shears are freshly sharpened. And I, I think that it looks just gross, a band-aid there. Will I wear one? Yes, absolutely. But imagine if you're super dark. Super, super dark. Super dark. And you have to wear a white band-aid. It's just, it's just kind, I think of band-aid to be inclusive and to take into account that there's so many other shades of color of in the color. world besides just 
peach. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's really that's what That's really is. what a band-aid like is. peach or beige. I'm even, not sure. Even Crayola came out with a box of crayons that has all kinds of shades uh, from the darkest black to the whitest white and everything shade in between. Yeah. Which I think it's cool because honestly, like when I was little, I would always, if I would draw my family, there was never a crayon that matched me because I wasn't brown, I wasn't black, and I wasn't white. Yeah. And I wasn't peach. Get it? Like, so when I drew myself, I always drew myself and my family with a peach crayon. Yeah, me too. Because that was the closest, the closest. to me because we're not really dark skinned. But for, for a Latino that is a little bit more darker, but doesn't necessarily, but isn't brown brown either. Like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's about time yeah. that we include it because if you think, if you really think about it, just in layman's, really layman's term, Africans were brought to this country against their will to do back backbreaking work. Yeah. So for them Big to time. not and for them to now feel like they're not welcome or they're not part of the puzzle, like they've paid their fucking dues. They're if not these this generation, right? Their ancestors have. Like, fuck. Enough is enough. Like, get your head out your ass. Yeah. And let's just start in, being more inclusive. So even though Walmart's probably going to catch some heat for that, for doing that, I'm glad that they are doing that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I feel like Walmart's real quick at like correcting their mistakes when they get called out because they're such a big company. It's like they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're not good. Like I'm Ben. No, what's his name? Walton. What's his name? Uh, Sam Walton. Sam Walton, the owner. He's from Arkansas. Yeah. You, I went you to won't Arkansas. convince me that him or his ancestors were not slave owners we're not they probably were motherfuckers but if the new culture of, of walmart is going to change that then we should be open to allow them to do that and yeah. that they're not going to dig their heels in the ground because a lot of like we always talk about learned behavior a lot of this stuff when it comes to racism is learned behavior mm-hmm. and we have to oh for sure show grace to people and allow them if they want to to unlearn it yeah. You know? No. So Band-Aid, they, act, they actually released uh, a statement. They said, we are committed to launching a range of bandages in light, medium, and deep shades of brown and black skin tones that embrace the beauty of diverse skin. So they also are going to be donating to Black Lives Matter. It's parent company Johnson & Johnson. They pledged $10 million <laughs> to fight that's amazing. systematic racism and injustice. But I just thought it was really cool. I was like, that's cool. And then dude, I don't know if you also read that... Um, Uncle Ben's fo- is following the Aunt Jemima move to phase out racial stereotypes in their logos. Yeah. So I and feel people like are pissed about some people are pissed about the Aunt Jemima thing because I don't know if you know the story of Aunt Jemima. So the picture I just of, think of Aunt Jemima. I think pancakes. Right. <laughs> the picture of Aunt Jemima. It's a, it's based on a character f- called Mamie that was like the black slave in the kitchen. scarf around your head heavy set black lady so they actually hired a lady i think her name was nancy green back in right after slavery was abolished um and this company whoever owns the aunt jemima brand hired her quaker oats hired her and she was doing like live tours promoting the aunt jemima brand 
So people are you like, know that logo has been around for 130 years. Yeah. The Aunt so Jemima. people are like, you know, this is ridiculous. Aunt Jemima is a staple in the pancake world. And this lady, Nancy Green, she was able to retire wealthy because of her contribution to the brand. And you guys are deleting her legacy. And I and at first I was like, well, that's maybe that's true. Like maybe they are deleting the legacy. Maybe they're jumping to conclusion. But then I read this thing that an, a black person wrote and said, show me one little black girl that aspires to be an Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Not Nobody. One, not one. So yeah. People God aspire it. to be like Beyonce. Exactly. Like, so yeah, don't portray the mamies like the, the, or like the black nannies, slave nannies. Like nobody wants to be that anymore. You know, yeah, it's like, time to evolve. It's man. time to evolve. Let it go. It was fun while it lasted, but now it's time to show these all the races, the indigenous yeah. people, the Latinos that are locked up in, with little kids locked up in cages, the black community. It's time to portray them with a little bit more fucking dignity. Yeah. One hundred percent. Hey, speaking of Beyonce, that man, Beyonce is locking the deals left and right. She reportedly signed a one hundred million dollar deal with Disney and it could include a Black Panther sequel, which we already and I could totally see that happening. That was a good movie, just because of the times that we're living in now. You know what um, I want? You know what I want? What do you? I want to see the same passion, the same movement, and the same the same allies for our community. Why can't us as brown people get it together? I don't understand. We have these little kids that are in cages. We have like the black community. And everybody around them is rallying around their cause, right? Because black lives do matter. Yeah. We need the same fucking energy when it comes to our raza, like to our people that are. Who's rallying for us? Besides, We're not even rallying for us. I mean, like, That's I, my point. I feel like I rally, I rally for my people, but I'm not as big as a Beyonce. Like, but we, we don't get have the, the, we get the big Eva Longorias. Names. We got the Eva Longorias. I mean, Edward James Olmos. Those are just Latino staples. That have been in the business what for a long time. What has Edward James Olmos done? I haven't seen him in the headlines at all. George Lopez, I haven't seen him at all. Advocating for these brown people. Where are they? Yeah. Where are they? Villarragosa, he became popular after being the mayor of L.A. Where are they? Where are these fucking big name Latinos that can go and make some noise in Washington, that can start up rallies, that can donate money the way that Johnson is Johnson? They got... They got moved enough or they got pressured enough I feel to like, donate $10 million like, to the Black Lives Matter. Who the fuck is donating to make sure that these babies are getting put back safely into their countries? Oh, my Instead God. Of just being fucking lost into the oblivion and possibly being now part of sex trafficking. Did you hear? I was reading something the other day that was saying that that the Trump administration is now um or I was it the Trump administration? Yeah, I think it was the Trump administration. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the Trump administration gets blamed for everything. And I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces of the puzzle when it comes to politics. It's like the Democrats and the Republicans are really having a war against each other because of the election. It's fucking sickening. It's, it's a lot of people in the, in the on the down low. But I was reading that some, some administration, I want to say I did read it was the Trump administration, that there... When did it take place? I read this this week or last but week. But when did this event take place no well they were saying that in that they're asking the parents they're requiring of the parents of the kids that are locked up in cages to take dna to pay eight hundred dollars to pay to take dna tests to identify that those kids in cages like which one is your kid this is the and i'm just like 
I think I think I did read it. It was is the Trump administration. administration. And I was like, you're going to tell me I need to go take a DNA test to get my child back. But listen, these people don't even know how they're going to fucking eat the next day. In all fairness, though, there's so many sex traffickers out there that any fulanito de tal could show up and say, I'm that kid. I'm that kid's parent. Get him out of captivity and go out and trade and, and sell them. You know, so I could see the, the theory, importance of that. But to require these mother people to pay fuck eight hundred dollars when they Half don't of them have not it, even got it like that, that that is the this administration saying, well, we're trying, you know, we're doing our part. You got to do your part. But this is when we need advocates too, uh, that that are big name advocates. You know, like like um, if that is the truth, let us step in with our organization and cover those costs. Right. You know what I mean? We need more of us people. And I hear this a lot right now with the Black Lives Matter movement. They are encouraging their people to get into politics. Get it voted into places where oh you can really make a difference. Somebody told me that I we should need run to do the for same. LA mayor the other day. So do you think I would be a great LA mayor? I think you need to be something bigger than that. Yeah, no, I know. But somebody tried to tell me that You the should other be day. the governor. It was a white boy. And I, he goes, I would fund your campaign. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, first, you're the last person I thought would ever tell me that. First of all, he doesn't even live in LA. He lives in Orange County. But I, I was like. He didn't but, say, he didn't say come be mayor of Orange County. No, but my thing, he was like, Roxy, fuck that. That was fucking shade. That was dry hating. No, I, I just wasn't <laughs> expecting it from him. And I, I was like, you know, I, first of all, I've never liked politics. Okay. So I, pro- I probably would, wouldn't do that because I don't like politics because I don't like being politically correct because I would be too honest for the people. But that's what the people need is honesty. You know what I mean? Call it like it is. Governor Newsom and Garcetti here in L.A., they're puppets. Okay, they're really they're, they're puppets in place. They're all they're all puppets. You think Donald Trump is not? I think Donald Trump is a puppet to a certain extent because that, but in a way, that fool kind of like does his own thing too. He does nothing. He like is in, he's in his own world. No, he's the a, Trump world. He <laughs> he was elected to be in the office because they knew he's so fucking narcissistic and egotistical that he would do whatever they wanted to do as well, long as he thought it was making him look like make him look good. He's so out of touch. Like he dig literally digs his Helen. He is the epitome of white privilege. You know, I was actually reading something the other day where it was an article it was a, a article about JFK Jr. and Trump. You know they used to be friends. JFK Jr. and Trump Jr. used to be really good friends, right? Back in the days cuz Trump is old. I think Trump He's is like 70, 70, 70 I think one. Yeah. I'm trying to find something to read to you. So Carry ba- on. So basically, he, they were saying that Trump has been, you know, he's been wealthy from a young age and he's always been surrounded by elite uh, celebrities. He was a. a, a um, yeah, his dad was rich. Yeah. So he's always been. In he these, inherited his money. He's always been in these elite circles, these privileged circles, you know, not eavesdropping, but really part of these big conversations of like download conversations that like you and me aren't getting invited to right it's like the elite of the world um the wealthy people of the world and he's so, not that rich hold on so he was in rich enough to be in these situations so he was being in, it was an article a f- phenomenal article that i read and he would always get invited and he would in politicians celebrities all these people and he would always like he i feel like donald trump in that sense was smart to just take in like Oh, so this is what they need. So this is what they're talking about. So this is what they're complaining about. And this is what the article was trying to make a point of is that Trump didn't need to run for president because he was already rich. And but and that one day he told a friend as a bet, like, man, if I ever run for president, 
I bet you I would win. Yeah. Like he literally said that out loud. And, and it was guess a joke what? It was a joke because he knew that half the people in this fucking world are sheep. They don't read. They go along with the flow. Nobody fucking reads nothing. Everyone's like, oh, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear every like nobody. Everybody just goes with the flow. You go to the right. Everybody goes to the right. And this fool said it as a joke. I'm going to run for president and I bet you I will win. And the thing is, he I always say Trump is one of the most gangster people in the United States of America because he don't give a fuck what anybody says. He does give and a fuck. And he fucking does whatever he does and everything he does he benefits his people. He only talks. He, what has he done? But I bet you anything his people are winning, his daughter, his son, oh, yes. all his people are like It only win. benefits his people. That's what I'm saying. He's the biggest gangster. He's everyone in his, in his cr- crew is winning. And he doesn't By care. no thinks of he all these other stupid asses that support him. I'm like, how how can we support a person that literally gives no fucks about us? Yeah. Like, no. And and I don't think any administration really has. Me it's either. always very uh, one-sided. It like, is. It, because at the end of the day, I think it just it matters to them how they could benefit their pocket at the end of their term. Their pocket, all their people's pockets, all their family's pockets. But this guy is just like stupid stupid he's a I'm, special kind of stupid i'm just really curious to see what's going to happen in november i really am i i feel like he's going to win again I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in november he emboldens the racism in people because it's still out there very alive and well you know so those people that were in the shadows because it was shameful to be a racist per se they're not in the shadows anymore so they want somebody like him to be in office because it emboldens their stance point but you shared something the other day that i thought was hit the nail right on the head how in i don't remember the exact time frame let's just say 10 years from now um the latino community for example our numbers are rising they are you know and the white community or the anglo their numbers are shrinking they are and that's their fucking that's fear. their fear but if they didn't like it then they shouldn't have conquered land that wasn't theirs to begin with and they shouldn't have brought shiploads of Africans here because now they're here, whether you fucking like it or not. And they're going to remind you every fucking day that we see you, that we hear you. We're going to remind you and we're going to tell you that we're here and we're not going anywhere. So get comfortable, get cozy because motherfucker, we're neighbors. Basically, we are neighbors. Yeah. The other day, Mel was like, we went to go uh, look at some houses and we were driving up and down the neighborhoods and... um there was a couple and they were moving into their house. It was a brand new neighborhood. And uh, Mel, Mel made a joke and he was like, oh, look, because they really stopped and just were staring at us. And Mel was like, oh, look, they're probably thinking there goes the neighborhood. I said, you know, I really feel sorry for a neighbor of ours that would be that bold to come over and, and tell me or us oh my God. that we don't belong in that neighborhood. Because, sir, if we both qualify for the same fucking loan to be in this neighborhood that we both we're neighbors. That means yeah. whether you like it or not, aunque te pique el culo to here until eternity, we are the same. We're equal. Yeah. Te guste o no. Y si no me entiendes, entonces te digo en español. So, which means I'm smarter than you because, sir, I can digest information twice in two languages twice as fast. So, if you want to hear, I mean, if you let me tell it, I'm actually smarter than you and i'm superior hey and, <laughs> and i was like they were, that is not how you make friends Susie. they were they were giving you guys a look yeah they, they literally stopped what they were doing and they were just like looking at us because we were driving slow obviously because we were looking at the neighborhood but my car is brand new i mean we weren't wearing like i don't have a face full of tattoos we don't look i don't feel 
aside from the fact that he's black and I'm his Latina, I don't feel we look threatening or menacing. Yeah. Right. So Mel There's was like, oh, they're probably like thinking that. there goes the neighborhood. And I was like, ooh, God help those people. There's a lot of Karens popping up with this whole, this whole, a lot of people's, listen, a lot of people's true colors are popping up during this pandemic and when it comes to relationships, when oh, it comes yeah. to like friendships, when it like, there's a lot of people that, uh, that I'm like, I see there. I'm just like, uh, like I thought you were smarter than this, you know? And I don't want to be associated with people that are just fucking fall for anything. But like, I just feel like the pandemic has brought so many things up personally, financially, emotionally, politically, and everybody thinks they're right in whatever they think or say. And it's like causing separation. There is nobody. If you feel that races need races need to be separated, then you are wrong. Yeah. A racist is never right. Never. No, no, you're not. And, and I'm so thankful, man. Like you won't convince me otherwise. Our parents didn't te- didn't raise us to like think of anybody less or more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I honor you, you honor me, dude. It's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. Like I honor you, you honor me, and it's like why the fuck do you think you're superior? Break that down first. Like you know, those are the kind of questions we should be learning in school. Did you hear? You want to talk about history? Did you hear what she, our, the history that they teach us in school is so fucking whack. So whack. It's so one-sided. No wonder I would tune Did out. Did you hear? Um, and you know, actually, history was one of my favorite topics in school. Science was because mine. I love, I love being in places or learning about things that happened before me. And I already thought that the whole slavery and like the genocide of the natives, I already thought that was hectic or like heavy just by read what i read in school but when you start to read like the real nitty-gritty like mel and i were talking the other day about what the fuck is the big deal about the confederate flag why do white americans hold on to that confederate flag like a badge of honor when in reality if you educate yourself on the confederate fucking war that those people that created that flag wanted to separate themselves from the, the united states they wanted to be the Confederate States of America because they wanted they were fighting to keep slavery where the United States of America was fighting to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. So that Confederate flag represents um, a lot what is of it? hate is it anarchy. What is it when you want to separate yourself? Um, segregation. No, they wanted to not be a part of the United States anymore. Oh, you wanted to exclude yourself. Yeah. But so there's a word. There's, there's a, a word, there's but a I can't think of it. So anyhow. That's what that flag represents. So when I hear our president right now talk about how he's going to fight and sign executive orders to keep that flag in place, but then he At turns military around, bases, right? And then no, anywhere he Any- wants that flag to be to remain a symbol because it speaks to the racist people. Mm-hmm. That, but if you really, he he'll sit there and he'll condemn people that do silent protests like Colin Kaepernick that kneels at the flag that kneels during the national yeah. anthem. But he won't condemn anybody that flies the Confederate flag. The Confederacy was an attempt to remove themselves from the United States. People don't fucking know their history. No, they don't. You know, but when you start really reading the history of like our Native Americans, how they got fucking raped and killed and burnt alive. Oh, my God. It's it's awful. So what they teach us in school is like a watered down version of what really is happening and i still do love history as ugly as it is i love history because it's amazing what people have endured and they still are happy 
like they still smile they still want to be a part of this why why like to me that's crazy i would be like listen bitch i'm out of here knowing your history is very very important it really really is but um Man, this turned into a fucking history lesson. I know. <laughs> but that's, that's not where this good. is going to go. That's real good. But listen, we want to wrap up this episode saying thank you so, 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 so much, you guys, for all the love that you guys have given us in the, these last two seasons. We are going strong on season number three, honey. High five, sis. Oh, my gosh. High five. And if, if, when, when all this shit is over, I promise you we're taking this, this on the road. But it just seems like everybody's still in a very, like, scared state of mind. But we want to shout out a few of the reviews that have come in. This is from somebody named Tati. Uh, thank you for making this podcast, reminding humans to do better, explaining the importance to stand true to yourself. Love this podcast. I was hoping if you ladies can make a topic of feeling left out of your family. I feel like I was born into the wrong family. Mm. They don't support me, conversate with me. Everyone is always irritated and I need help getting over this. Any advice? Much kisses to you both. The realist. Aww. Thank you, Tati. Also, uh, love it. Don't have a sister. So I love this perspective. I love the honesty. I usually listen on my runs and sometimes I am laughing so hard. People think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, keep it up, ladies. And last but not least, this is from Troy McLeland. All I'm saying is this podcast is a definition of a mind mind opening vibe. Oh, I love that a man wrote that to us. Troy there you Mc- go. Troy McClellan. I don't know. We have a few <laughs> solid male fans. Okay, it's that so weird. So that, that word to me is weird. What? Fan. So this lady walked into the hair lab yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And she was like, oh my gosh, Susie. Which I know her because she's Nicole's regular client. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how are you? I thought she just like. What happened to see <laughs> because of the whole quarantine? <laughs> and I was like, hi, how are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, long time no see. How you been? She's like, good. She's like, but listen, I want to tell you. She's like, I'm such a big fan. I was like, of what? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, of the podcast. She's like, my nieces put me onto it. And they told me, like, oh, my gosh, you have to listen to this. And they showed me the picture. And she was like, wait a second. I know her. I get my hair done where she works. And I was like, yeah, I said, you need to tell your nieces like, oh, I get Susie in real life. Like, come on, you guys are yeah. you guys are late to the party. I get to see Susie uh, and talk to her in real life. She started laughing. She's like, you guys are doing good. She's like, I really love the dynamic between you and your sister. She's like, keep up the good work. And I was like, thanks. Oh, yeah. That word fan it's is weird. Is, it's always weird. But listen, it comes with the territory. We love you guys. Um, thank you guys for trusting enough with your stories, trusting us enough yeah. with your stories, because um, now we really see like the emails pouring in and yes. a lot of them are not redundant. A lot of them are like, oh, shit, we really got to read this one. Like we have like seven lined but, up. Yeah, I have them flagged. Plus, I'm choosing the ones that are not redundant because hopefully my my hope is that like somebody put a comment, I think, on an Instagram post that I posted this week. And she said, um, yeah, it all sounds really lovely. But how like, can you give me some tips on how to actually implement them? And I said, yeah, actually, listen to Sister Sister, the podcast. We drop gems there. Yeah. I said, and stop making excuses because the first thing you said was, this sounds so hard. There it is. And it, she was like, thank you for your honesty. Man, if people don't realize the power of their words after listening to our podcast, like, you need to start realizing the power of your words and how 
how we are just not even conscious when we say what we say. Mm-hmm. Like, God, this is so hard. Well, if you tell your mind and your brain that, why wouldn't it not be hard? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like, you know, I, 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 I appreciate challenges. Let's do this. Like, I always get asked too, Roxy, God, I just, you know, I, I don't even know where to start with my healing, with my uh, healthy eating journey. And I'm just like, that is the lamest excuse. You know why? Because there's YouTube tutorials. There's YouTube videos on how to do meal prep. There's Instagram where all you have to do is do like meal prepping. There are you so many resources. Prep. You follow me on Snapchat. Like you still don't know how to start. Come on. Like, like you're not tired of being sick and tired. I have a question. What? What is going on with your outfit today? It's. Uh, I feel like you're all over the place. I am all over the place. I've been, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I've been running all over the place and I just threw on what. <laughs> You don't like my, what is it? Biker shorts, a sweater, um, a pearl necklace, gold earrings. No, this is a turquoise necklace with a turquoise headband. I'd somewhat match. You're very fancy today from Thank the head up. Much. Thank you very much. And you're not fancy from the, hey, I thought you were getting your tattoo done. I haven't finished it yet because tattoo parlors are not open yet. I thought you were going last week. No, I no, you thought wrong, but I still got to add a bunch of flowers. I haven't done the big reveal yet, but yeah, it's coming. Coming soon when you least expect it. it. All right, y'all. So with that being said, we'll see you next episode, which will kick off season three of Sister Sister, the podcast. OMG, is this really happening? Yeah, this is really happening. And make sure you follow us on uh, the the Instagram account, Sister Sister, the podcast. Our goal is, is that by december which we know it'll come way before that we want to have that account at ten thousand followers so oh easy turn on your tell your sister tell your friends tell your co-workers yeah tell everybody if if they're not listening to sister sister the podcast they're missing out we love you guys and we'll see you next week next time